You're listening to Tim Talks, Taking Interest in Ministry, a conversation between two great friends with over 70 years of ministry between them. Ministering on opposite sides of the border, Dr. Al Stone is the General Director of Bearing Precious Seed Canada and Pastor Emeritus of the Bible Baptist Church in St. Thomas, Ontario, Canada, while Pastor Dan Wolven pastors the North Columbus Baptist Church in Columbus, Ohio. Listen now as Al and Dan review and relate their experiences in hopes of helping others who are taking an interest in ministry. Now, here is Tim Talks. Welcome to Tim Talks. Wow. Did you hear the zeal in that? Did you hear the excitement? Did you get the fervor? Did you feel no. it? You no, didn't? It coffee. Oh. How can wow. you do that? That's, oh. How can you use the carnal to mm-hmm. try to enhance the spiritual? Uh, it's the drugs in the coffee. It's the, next, it's the, it's the caffeine uh, that does it. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's got me through some pretty rough spots in the ministry. I can tell you that. <laughs> Having a bad day? Go get a coffee. <laughs> but make sure you get it in the right place. That's why a lot of people struggle in the ministry, because they drink, they drink something other than Tim Hortons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Did you know it's that Starbucks... Starbucks in the Hebrew comes from the word Lucifer. Did you know that? That's <laughs> <laughs> the devil's brew. <laughs> how you feel about Michigan is how I feel about Starbucks. <laughs> you love it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> to death. <laughs> I guess it's okay if you like that kind of stuff, but I just, oh, I can't do it. Duncan's, well, I will agree if with I you have there. to. Yeah. yeah, you will. Yeah, Every time. Doesn't matter. All right. Hey, listen, have you ever lost your zeal? And, and if you did, how did you get it back? That's the second part of our question this week on, on this podcast. How did you well, do it? Well, we talked about did you do it? there have been times that we yes. have lost the excitement. Yeah. You wind up having a dread to go to church because, you know, you got to deal with something you don't want to deal with. Right. Exactly. But if or you don't, financial. no one will. Yeah. And sometimes financial burden. Sometimes, oh, yes. Sometimes you just oh, get yes. tired. Some, sometimes the devil comes after you and you're just tired. Yep. And you get discouraged. You know, things aren't what you thought they were going to be. And there are ebbs and flows to the ministry like every part of life. So how how do you get that zeal back? I can tell you how I get it back. Yeah. I call Dan Wolven. And after I hear how bad your life is, my life seems way better. <laughs> hey, man, I could be there. Yeah. Wow. But I'm not. How do you how do you get that zeal back when it happens? There's a few different things that I do mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. Um, you know, the first thing I'm going to mention is I remember. I remember. I, I think back to what it is like to be called to preach mm-hmm. and how thrilled I was, you know, announcing as a 13-year-old boy, God's called me to preach. Make that scary, scary decision, you know. Um, I, I think back to being in Bible college and, you know, every class, oh, I can use that. You, you're seeing how you can use that. You're picturing yourself either preaching or teaching or counseling, and 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 you're you know you got this vision now, and uh, you, you think of different situations where God is blessed. Remember, I, I like to remember when I start getting weary 
mm-hmm. one of the things that I do whenever I feel like I, I'm just not just not with it is I, I take some time and just think about what God has done, what I have seen, how I felt before, how it's a privilege. Remember that I remember the very first time that I ever preached anywhere and I got a love offering of 25 bucks. And it was like, wow, not only did I get to preach, I got money for it. You know, I mean, it was just like I was overwhelmed. That is unbelievable. You get $25 when you preach? Wow. No, not now. That was when I first started. Oh. I get much less now. I was going to say, because I'd love to get 25 bucks. <laughs> That'd be awesome. <laughs> no, people are very, very generous. Very generous. Yeah, I when when I get to those places where I just, you know, maybe want to quit, first of all, I have to go to the Lord and, and say, Lord, show me again why I'm doing this. Why did you call me? Why, You know, I'm, I'm sure Moses had the same prayer at times. Lord, why me? And then, and then he tells me, I, I called you because I felt you could do the job. I called you because, you know, you're a servant that I, I could rely on. And, and once I get that established again, then, then I go to my wife and I say, why am I doing this? <laughs> and my wife says, because God has called you to this and, and it's been evident and God has done some things. And then I call my friends and I say, hey, Dan, why, why am I doing this? <laughs> And you say, I don't know. I never thought you should have in the first place. But then I call another real friend. <laughs> I wasn't on your nation board. That's right. No, you never would. signed it. You never would have signed would. it. But uh, no, I call my friends and say, man, I'm having a tough time. And my friends say, hey, man, God is good. Just hang in there. Don't quit. And in, in bad times, don't quit. Don't do it. Um, get through that tough time, and then if you still feel like the Lord, you know, wants you to go do something else, do it. But don't, in the middle of a hard time, change. Don't don't change a job in the secular world. Don't change schools. Don't change anything in the middle of a hard time. You got to get through that hard time first, and that might take days, weeks, months, years. But you've got to get through that before you make that next decision, or you'll regret that. So I would Amen. say that that to get that joy back, that excitement back. You've got to talk to some people, and and you've got to be reassured as as to why you're doing what you're doing. And there might be a time when people might say, you know what, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. Maybe God didn't call you to that. Maybe that's something you just wanted to do. And there might be some reality check in that as well. And that's a hard thing, but sometimes that's the truth. Here's the second thing for me. I listen to good preaching. Mm. I'm telling you, you talk about charging my batteries. Um, and, of course, now with the Internet, you, you've got so many options. Just, right. I mean, billions of options. But there still are some CDs that I've got and some some particular things that I will listen to that just really get me charged up. Whenever I'm starting to lose my excitement uh, or I feel like I may be losing some zeal, I listen to good, good preaching. Hmm. Maybe, I, maybe I'll schedule. I wasn't going to go to this one particular preacher's meeting, but I think I need to go. You know, Lord, Lord I, I'm just running on, on low battery. Lord, I, hmm. I just need to be recharged. And I'm looking forward to maybe going to this meeting and, and through the whole meeting, the preaching, the being with other preachers, I'm excited to get back in the ministry and, and get back home. Yeah, I would add to that 
not only do I do that, but I listen to good music. Amen. Music really helps calm the savage beast. I think David, when he played his heart for Saul, proved that. But good music. And then I'll go get a good meal. That was my pastor's instruction when we were in Bible college, and that really I, I find is good. I'll, I'll just take my wife, maybe my family. We'll go out. We'll have a good meal together. We'll laugh together. Um, it doesn't erase any problems, but there's something about that just going out and his recommendation was get a good steak if you don't like steak then you can get something else but a good steak you know good music good fellowship good company all of those things do help and kind of takes your mind off of those things and then for me i just had to realize that again i'm dealing with people that are just like me they're emotional sometimes they get angry sometimes they misunderstand sometimes and i had to just realize that people are people and sometimes we're going to disagree and sometimes we're going to get angry. But I always tried to, tried to have in the back of my heart and mind that these are God's people. God's put them into my care and I need to love them. Even when we're upset, we don't like each other. We have to love each other. And in that love of Christ, you can find resolve. You can find an answer and you can move on from that. And I had to keep that in mind as well. Another thing that really, really helps me is winning somebody to Christ. Oh, yeah, You absolutely. talk about bringing absolutely. the zeal back. I remember one specific time, it was a very low point for my wife and I emotionally in the ministry, very low. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to the Ohio State Fair soul winning booth. We were scheduled to go. And so we went ahead and went anyway, did not feel like going, but we mm-hmm. both knew it was right to go. And, you know, I mean, we were we were dragging bottom, you know, and Denise was, her chin was on the floor, even much worse than mine. And uh, she got to lead, I think, four people to the Lord. I got to lead two people to the Lord. When we got home, things were much better. Yes. You know, I mean, nothing else changed except those people's eternal destiny right but we were completely different had a rejuvenation had a strength from the lord had an excitement of hey we'll get through this we can go on so Mm -hmm. boy spend some extra time winning people to christ and you get to you get to be with somebody who prays a sinner prayer or they you know they trust the lord there is nothing like it there's nothing like it let's get addicted to it but that is a great remedy i'll tell you what i did too is i would go to the hospital and i would visit people in the hospital sometimes going to a nursing home would help as well when you go and see other people that are really in serious physical need and you know maybe that person's going through great trauma um you go to a nursing home you see people who have lived life and come through some very difficult times in life and made it through the other side and you know here in the in their later years of life are rejoicing about life both of those things are kind of opposite of each other but both of those would help me um you know seeing that person who's really going through that tough time made me realize you know i i'm not battling cancer i'm not going to lose a loved one um, I don't have to face surgery tomorrow. Those things really help me to put a perspective. And then those older people, God bless our seniors. 
those people help me and knowing that they went through some of those folks are still alive that went through the depression years and some of them that went Mm -hmm. through the first or second world war now just a few of those left but some of those or they've gone through some of the great recessions and depressive times of life and come through and many of them rejoicing in the things of the lord wow that's a help tremendous help yeah 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 last one i have is i do it anyway Hmm. And let me let me explain that. Not just mm-hmm. you dredge on through, but it's an obligation. And so even though I may not be excited to preach or maybe I won't be excited to deal with some problem, you do it anyway. And I guarantee you that at some point, maybe not immediately after the very first service, but oftentimes it is, the Lord blesses you see an effect and you get that encouragement back again that excitement back again maybe you're you're down and you don't emotionally you don't feel like preaching at all and Mm -hmm. you just say god help these people i i am not in the equation lord just meet the needs of these dear folks and you see people breaking their hearts open at the altar, or so. I, now all of a sudden, you're excited again. Your mm-hmm. your zeal is back again. So sometimes, maybe it's going to be a month, maybe it's going to be two months, but you just keep doing it. And by continuing to do it, your excitement and zeal returns eventually. Yeah, my dad instilled me instilled in me as a kid. You don't quit. Yep. You don't quit, no matter how hard it is. You don't quit, and then the other thing is kind of a you know a cliche from the past. But what would Jesus do? What Amen. would Jesus do? Jesus called me to this place, and I determined I wouldn't leave this place or leave this situation unless Jesus called me out of this place. I wasn't going to quit no matter what. And you, I had a situation where I almost did. I I wrote out the resignation. I was going to hand it in. And God struck my heart and said, I brought you here. I will take you out of here. You don't make Amen. that decision. And boy, that really, that hit home and that helped me in the, you know, the latter parts of my ministry for Amen. sure. So those are some things as well. Well, our time has gone once again, my friend. We've tried to keep it a little bit shorter this week. We've been going a little bit longer, so we thought we'd uh, cut it back a little bit. And we are at that point. And so uh, let's close it off there and get ready for Friday, the final part of this great topic idea sent into us by Ashley. Thank you for that. And uh, she asks, how do you maintain joy in dark times? And we've answered some of that, but we'll uh, pick that up on Friday here on Amen. Tim Talks, uh, America, Canada's favorite independent fundamental Baptist uh, podcast. And also, as we know, Japan, uh, number one in that country and many others, about eight different countries represented by Tim Talks. So there you go. I'm Al Stone. And I'm headed to Ohio, to Canton, Ohio, Football Hall of Fame, hometown now of Brother Phil Clayton that I will try to hook up with and to mock to no avail. This is Dan Wolven in Columbus, number one in your hearts and your Kubotas. (laughs) I think that means home, hopefully. (laughs) I hope so. (laughs) <laughs> and and uh, we hope that you have a sushi kind of day uh, here at Tim Talks. <laughs>
I'm going to have to look up the other countries so that we can give shout out to them too. We'll look that up and, and maybe bring that next next time. This is Tim Talks. We'll be back with you on Friday. Get ready. Have a great day. Eh? Till then, this is the Tim Talks with Dan and Al. And here is Brother Harness to take us out. You've been listening to Tim Talks, taking interest in ministry, with new podcasts added each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. To learn more about your hosts, Dr. Al Stone and Pastor Dan Wolven, you can visit us at timtalks.com. That's T-I-I-M talks.com.